Game time. You're listening to the House League Heroes podcast with your hosts, Riley Barton and Tanner Chuby. Follow the guys on Instagram at underscore Riley Barton underscore and Tanner C-H-U-B-E-Y. Oh, they scored. They scored with 17 seconds left. Welcome back to the House League Heroes podcast, season three, <laughs> episode two. My name is Riley Barton and we're back. Hockey's back. Tanner, how are you doing? I'm good. I was sitting there waiting. I was just like, when are you going to start this damn intro already? But good on the Montreal Canadiens coming in big there if you want to explain kind of what happened. Sorry, that was a lot of back and forth. Like in the last uh, five minutes there, the game got tied up multiple times. And uh, Montreal with uh, about 17 seconds left just scored. So I think that's that's probably game. Uh, It's Josh Anderson with the goal. Interesting stuff. Yeah, I'm good, Riley. How have you been? It's been about a week since our last episode. How are you doing? Good. Uh, it's finally cooling down a little bit here in uh, in Alberta. It's been way too hot, like we said last time. But like, it's it's the temperature right now where it's like freezing all morning, and then by like the afternoon, you're dying of heat exhaustion. And I think that's the worst. Yeah, uh, it's it's cooling down here. It was. It felt like a tornado here today. I don't know. We had a great. We had like a wind oh. warning here. I think like they, they sent one out. It was nuts. I, I, my window broke yesterday. Actually, I opened it for like two minutes and I was like, ah, you know what? It's probably too windy. I should go close it. And the arm snapped off like the actual window. And I had to go, I had to wow. get, I had to climb on the roof and push it closed from the outside. It was not oh, fun, but yeah, uh, don't let that distract you from the fact that the NHL season started last Friday I don't care what anyone says, no matter how hard they're going to push. That opening night was Tuesday. It started on Friday when the Nashville Predators took on the San Jose Sharks. We finally got regular season hockey to talk about. Um, poor, I don't I don't know why that was so poorly advertised, but they just did not. They did an awful, I had no idea that was going on. No clue. Like, I think it's a great idea as well, like. Yeah, that's awesome to have us playing in other markets. But you know what? I guess uh, they don't care about us. I, I like may, like you think it was advertised more to Europe. Because, I think like, I think so. I, I think that was that's the purpose of it. Right. So like they played those two games. I, I think it was in Prague. Uh, yeah. all the, also, it's Czechia now, apparently, like they're trying to. Yeah, it's Czechia, not Czech Republic. Not I had Czech no Republic. clue. Um, yeah, that they were. Uh, I found that out a few months ago, but wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. Che- I, I don't know. I kind of like Chechia better. I think it's easier to say, you know, it's got a good, it's got a good ring to it, but um, yeah, it just, you think the NHL, like they want to grow the game over in Europe and you see all the talent that comes from there. I don't get why these markets and like the, the sports networks as well. I don't know why they wouldn't want to advertise that. Now, granted it's Nashville and San Jose. They're not exactly, star-studded teams were sending over to Europe to play, but, like, there's still two NHL teams with, I think there was a lot of, like, homegrown talent or near talent there that played. Yeah, I think they were targeting it more like homegrown stuff. Yeah, so I'm not sure what that was all. And then it felt weird, like, preseason games were still going on, and then we had to wait till Tuesday for another hockey game. It was a a very weird way to do it on the NHL's behalf. Yeah, like, I understand it had to be earlier just for the, like, you know, those players got to come back to the country and stuff, but, I yeah, then they should have just not had any preseason games going on because I had no idea. I thought they were preseason games just in another country. 
I was thinking about this after the uh, those games were played and we can I don't know. I didn't really watch them, but we can talk about it a little bit. But I was thinking, you know, how in the MLB. So they have the American League and the National League, right? Like they're basically two different leagues under one league. What if yeah. the what if the National Hockey League just made a super league and it's like they have the European League, like kind of like the CHL does where they have the OHL dub and QMJ yeah. and then they all the winners from those go and play for the Memorial Cup. I feel like the NHL could do something like that with like Europe. Um, I think that'd be something cool. And you could have these European players that could stay at home to play if they really wanted to. Yeah, I down the road for sure that could that could work and I, that'd be that'd be very cool to to see and get some khl going on nhl buys out the rights to the k and then we're good to go yeah absolutely i think that that'd be great for the game as well right and um it's 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 gonna take a long time i don't think that would happen anywhere in the near future um no 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 but it, it i i don't know i thought it was something cool to think about but nonetheless the uh, nashville predators they played those two games against the sharks overseas in europe they uh, took both both the wins, um, nothing really surprising, to be honest. Uh, I don't think anyone expects the Sharks to be good whatsoever. And Nashville, I hate saying it, but they, man, I like the way their team looks right now. I'm going to be honest. Dude, I love Matt Duchesne right now. Duchesne actually looks really comfortable if you watch him. It's I'm not just doing a fantasy bias here because I'm smarter than everyone. I took him, but... He is. He looks really good on the ice, and just in Nashville on his line, he actually looks comfortable, which he hasn't in a while. I called. I called Riley out when we did our fantasy draft. I was like, "You really think he's going to do this again?" And first game, he <laughs> scored. I think. I think he scored. So. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, that it's good to see. It's weird. It, he's finally maybe turning into that center that everyone thought he would be. Like, um. But you know what I think the the big thing about it is? You listen to Matt Duchesne, like, it always seems like controversy, kind of like, not controversy, I guess, but kind of a bad rep followed him. Like, in Col- remember that team picture in his final year with Colorado where yeah. he's just miserable? Um, yeah. Then there was the the thing with the Uber and Ottawa and, like, the, the team wasn't just doing good. It feels like now that he's kind of out of the spotlight, it's maybe a little bit easier on him to to play how Matt Duchesne can. Yeah, and the, like the, I think that's what a lot of players in this league need to explode. You kind of see it happen, um, and he's I think he's a good example of it. Um, the cab incident I think was just really unfortunate. I'm yeah, sure that I, happens all the time. Like he, I feel like a lot of very awkward, unfortunate situations led to him kind of being like that media personality that was like you know, bad attitude player. Yeah. And like what, I mean, you could probably speak on this, but like, tell me even just in other sports that I played, like you always talk about the coaches after practice yeah, or whatever, like the bonding that's bonding with your team. You do that. You're like, what a stupid drill coach draw up. Like that's not helping anyone, you know, yeah. like you do that all the time. And as a coach, that's kind of, you kind of ex- not, you, you have to expect that. That's what comes with it. Yeah, you're I think to be disrespectful. Yeah, your job as a coach isn't to I mean, you obviously probably want your players to like you for sure. But your job is to get the best results in the the sport you're playing. Um, Exactly. So, yeah, good to see Matthew Shane doing good. Um, UC Soros looked really good in those games as well. 
And uh, we fast forward to the actual season, apparently, according to the NHL's logic. Um, (laughs) It was the New York Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning on opening night, the battle of the two best goalies in the world. Uh, The New York Rangers. He looked unreal. (laughs) He looked like he didn't slow down whatsoever from last year. And he was that was that the second goal, the backhand one? Yeah, I think so. Oh, my God. So, yeah, he, oh, nice. he was a man on a mission last night. He was fast. He was everywhere. Uh, Shesterkin and Vasilevsky both looked great. I know the Rangers got the better of Vasi, but they both made some incredible stops. Um, yeah. Adam, and we're going to get to our fantasy teams here because apparently I've heard that there was some very rude comments towards my team <laughs> that I have to defend here. <laughs> so... A very bad consensus for my team, so we'll get in defending him, but I was very upset to not see my first round pick, Adam Fox, get a point in the first night. <laughs> yeah, that's a little... That's unfortunate. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Lots of, lots of season left. Lots of season. Only 81 games. I don't know how he'll yeah. survive. Um, there was actually... Yeah, you know, can like pick the, it up in the back half. You know the Yahoo comments or whatever, like on every player? There was some person that oh, dropped yeah. him already. Oh, they dropped him. I want to after, be in that league. Like, holy my God. <laughs> after one That's game. probably like a four-person league, bro. Like, Man, that's nuts. I couldn't even... Um, I wouldn't drop him all year, honestly. No, it doesn't matter how bad he does. Yeah, you keep that. He's a Norris winner. <laughs> um, the, the later game was the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and LA Kings. That was a great hockey game. I watched that from start to finish. Man, uh, first of all... Uh, and putting fantasy bias aside as well. Jack Eichel looked good. Yeah, I tuned in to the about, about the last 10 minutes of that game, and he even just in those 10 minutes, he actually looked like Jack Eichel, which that's a really good sign for uh, Knights fans. There was one play in the first when he had a, a breakaway, and he had like just come off the bench or something, and it was two strides, and he was gone. Like, he's got his speed back. He's got... And when he scored, man, he let out the biggest celebration ever. You can see that meant a lot to just get that monkey off early. Oh, yeah. Not worry about it, because I think he knows there's a lot of pressure on him to bring Vegas back to the playoffs, so... And um, rightfully I, so, right? Like, yeah. He... he, he, he deserves that pressure like i don't know if anyone deserves you know but like he does so yeah um great to see him uh doing good i i really i think it's jack eichel revenge season if he uh can stay healthy as well line mate hot dog walrus phil castle the best player on the planet <laughs> i think he had an assist last night just the just the best he looks so weird in number eight though he did look weird in number eight we we were um we playing NHL actually me and my friends and a few of the guys were watching it and everyone's like who's number eight and then it was like a good 30 seconds before someone figured out that it was Phil Kessel man it doesn't look right it doesn't feel right yet to see him in that (laughs) jersey um there was one thing they were talking Kevin Fiala didn't look uh very good I mean it's his first game with a new team it'll take some time to to get accustomed but one thing they said on the broadcast that really stuck out to me they were like um yeah, Kevin Fiala, you know, he he's relied on as the guy here now in L.A. He didn't have any stars to play with in Minnesota. And I was kind of just like, do you know who Kirill Kaprizov is? Like, have yeah, you... are we forgetting the star or what? Look, I get there's a lot of dope smoking in L.A., but like you can't just forget <laughs> about K- Kaprizov, man. <laughs> like, holy smokes. Um, Seriously, yeah. 
I, yeah, I obviously wouldn't harp on Fiala too early. Uh, people will, no matter what. It's the first game of the season, and people will be like, oh, my God, he sucks. But, like, I watched Fiala a lot just because my brother is a Minnesota fan, and he's a great player. He'll bounce back. Um, and even if he's not playing great offensively, he's not a liability on the ice. So He's going to, yeah, he's definitely going to tear down a crypto.com arena. Um, <laughs> just the stew. Every time I hear Wait, it, I thought it, it wasn't hurts. crypto anymore. No, I think they were saying it on the the broadcast last night. It's still okay. crypto, I think. Just because I know all the crypto crashed, so it's probably going to get bought out again soon. Just put it back to the Staples Center. Why? Yeah, put it back to Staples. Like, it just doesn't, it's not right. That, that was never going to work. No. Um, yeah, the rest of the game, there were some other uh, notable players. Mark Stone looks really good. He had a really bad back injury last year. It was nice to see him score in the final minute there. Yeah, um, that was nice. I'm trying to think. Oh, Logan Thompson. They're, they're making him the starter in Vegas. Really not by his choice. And he was lights out. He made some big yeah. stops yesterday. Uh, yeah, I know people were kind of iffy on who the, or on if he was going to be good enough to be the starter. And um, like you said, he didn't have much of a choice. So, yeah, uh, great to see. Great game. Jonathan Quick also played uh, good. I remember Velarde. He had the first goal of the game. Uh, nice young player there for L.A. That shot was unbelievable. Uh, yeah. He uh, Speaking of Velarde, he just had a good game in general. He had some really good passes. He was playing really good in, in and around the net. So The transition L.A. has had in the last few years is nuts. Like, if you, you remember that first, uh, I think it was the first year Vegas came into the league. They were the slowest just cement for skates team good, you could find and now there's the lightning quick Dowdy and they're so quick in transition it, so, so uh, fun we move watch. on to tonight there was quite yeah, a they few just games on the schedule get their the Habs uh, pulled a, a lot of big upset although it's the Leafs so uh, take it for as you will they just seem to always have their number um uh who else do we have Boston Boston won Boston Washington uh speaking of that game actually um both goalies looked very good in that game, even though the the score was a little high for starting off. Because um, there's we got Darcy Kemper for Washington right now. He looked really good actually, and um, they went with Olmark to start in Boston, which I think some people were surprised about. What were you? Yeah, uh, I was surprised. I I saw the surprise of it. I, I think Boston kind of wants to give him another chance. They did pay him a lot of money to come there, so I think it's like you know, at least do something for us if we're paying you that money. But uh, I don't think if that starts going bad, I wouldn't be surprised if they just made Swayman the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah and I, the thing, I love Olmark too. I thought it was so good that he was able to get out of Buffalo because he played great there, but just through so many injuries that it, he really, like, stayed under the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Do you know if uh, I didn't actually see the box score uh, from that? Did Ovi score? Is he uh, any closer? No, I don't think he scored. No. Um, I know Bergeron scored. Bergeron. Dude's, dude's on 750K, right? That's what he's on right now? Yeah. On deal. Yeah, he looked insane out there. DeBrus got injured in the first, didn't come back. Uh, or no, he got injured in the second, didn't come back for the third. And uh, Bergeron had to pick up the slack and was buzzing. Like, God, that team's so lucky that the players want to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's insane. Boston just never goes away. I don't think they I ever will. They'll and find it's annoying. a way to stay relevant. 
they're going to get another Bergeron in the system. That's just going to come up and slot in right as he leaves. Yeah, and, and Swayman's going to be the next Tuukka Rask, and it's over. They're back in it. Yeah, they man, they just are never bad. I, it's very annoying. I'm tired of seeing that blue and black jersey, and or sorry, black and gold jersey in the in hockey for a little yeah. bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Car- uh, Carolina Columbus also played Johnny Goudreau made his uh, Blue Jackets debut. It was spoiled by the Hurricanes. I believe it was 4-1 uh, in the Diamonds of the third. I don't know if another goal was scored or not, but uh, I don't think any point for, for Goudreau. And Line scored the, the lone goal for Columbus. He did. So that's uh, scored. something to to be hopeful about, I guess. I know Merz Lickens wasn't playing tonight, though. Um, yeah, it was Tarasov. Um, I can't remember... I have no clue. I didn't. Tarasov? You could have <laughs> threw three random names. And I would have been like, I don't know yeah, which fair one's enough. the backup. Um, fair enough. I, I can't remember why. I saw it on Puck Empire today, why uh, Merz Lickens wasn't playing. But I can't remember. I didn't, see, I didn't see either. I can't remember why he said. Um, going on tonight, the uh, NHL really wanted to make sure the Avalanche had a good... Uh, ceremony banner raising ceremony stanley cup celebration because they uh gave them the toughest team in town the chicago blackhawks <laughs> on their opening night um teed them up I, teed them up real good uh, the hawks are really doing a good service to the the abs here um i don't know if that game's ongoing right now i don't even know what the the score is right now um my my uh, i don't even know if it started yet it said 7.30. They're probably still doing the ceremony. Uh, yeah, I ceremony. think they're still doing the ceremony. Um, and then also tonight, we've got the uh, Kraken and Ducks, which should be just an absolute uh, barn burner to watch. Can't wait to see two <laughs> mediocre teams go at that one. Um, and we got the Oilers and Canucks as well. I want to talk about the Canucks a little bit. Looking at their uh, roster on Cat Friendly, Everyone's they look hurt. like... Every, for, yeah, that's one thing. Everyone's hurt, but their <laughs> roster is also like the exact same as last year. Oh, yeah. They, we did nothing in the offseason. <laughs> like, and man, Benning really screwed the pooch for you guys before we got canned. That OEL trade, man, you could have been free. I know. I know. Um, Speaking yeah. of which, he's injured. So that's great. <laughs> I think like, we have has three been. of our top four defensemen are all injured right now to start off against. Edmonton, so that's great. It's a really good combination to start the year. Demko, Demko's just going to be limbs by the end of the year. Like, yeah, his his arms will just be jelly. There won't be anything holding his bones together. I feel bad uh, for that guy. I do too. Oh my god, it's going to be honestly. We'll, we should just start Spencer Martin and just <laughs> you know let him have it. Let Demko rest. Fair enough. Um, I want to talk about uh, Kuzmenko. I know we talked a little bit about him on the last podcast. I don't know what you've seen from him in preseason, but it seems like he's starting on on power play one. I know Besser's hurt, but um, do you think maybe that's something that that sticks with the Canucks? I've heard good things about him. I hope so. Um, he definitely, from what I've seen now, I went back and watched some preseason. He looks good and he looks confident, but he definitely has like the a little bit of rookie cockiness, I think. I think he... Still has a lot to learn, which obviously you do at that age. Mm-hmm. But um, I could see him sticking it out if he reels it in quick enough with Boudreaux. But um, if he gets sent back, I also would not be 
Well, he's like he's like 26, though, isn't he? Because he came from the KHL, so he's got a lot of professional experience, I think, underneath him. I just think that transition to North American ice might be a bit of a struggle. I've seen a lot of people. That's kind of what I'm seeing. It's like, yeah, he's, he's just in the wrong spots sometimes. And it's not necessarily bad, but just like it's throwing people off. I've seen a lot of uh, concern, I think, from some Canucks fans, and maybe not a lot, but um, that that he might take, like, Besser's spot on the first-line unit. And um, I hate to break it to you, Canucks fans, if he's better than Besser on that unit, it's playoffs or bust for you guys this year. Like, we've heard so much yeah. about this core. If Kuzmenko's the guy to play there, then, sorry, Besser can run PP2. Yeah, especially if, like, Bess is going to be injured all year, battling injuries or whatever, you know. Uh, it might not hurt him to be put on a different line either. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be good. I like it might derail. It would maybe derail confidence a bit getting put on the second unit. But he also would probably not be going up against the top penalty killers. And I think Besser is a good enough player that if he can get rolling and he can get that confidence and his shooting back, I think Besser that's all he needs tonight. Actually, he's playing. I don't know. He's dressed. I just saw him on the walkout. I thought he had like no hand left. Yeah, he broke it. What, why is he playing barbecue? Because that's, that's what that's exactly what Petey did last year. He hurt his hand and then played through it and hurt it more. So I oh think we need God. new medical staff. Guys, it is. <laughs> so maybe we're trying to hide. Nope. Maybe we're putting all... Bass on D. They're OK. Well, <laughs> they could have used Marner on D tonight from the looks of it. But um. Why? Oh, I don't get that. You don't need Besser in game one of the season. That is just, uh, I don't know. Maybe he's good to go. Maybe he it's fought to get probably him. But, I'm sure it's his decision. Um, Yeah, so so that's kind of what, what we had on the, uh, the docket tonight. Now, Riley, is, is there anything else that you want to bring up uh, in the, that's happened in the last few days uh, before I jump into some some fantasy defenses here? Um. I just wanted to highlight that Cole Caulfield had two goals today. Um, so he looks on fire. And same with uh, Slavkovsky. He looks he looked great. Every time he was on the ice, he actually looked really good. I didn't know much about this kid before he got drafted. And uh, he looked really good out there. Besides that, that's all I had. So he's not a, he's not a bust anymore? Um, no, after I think game he's one. good. I think he's a Calder winner. Oh, okay. That's probably what Habs Twitter is all. Yeah. Dude blocked a shot and uh, hit two people and got tripped on a breakaway. So good for him. Good. I'm I'm actually glad he had a good first game. Um, I want to talk. You know what? Before we get into fantasy news, there are a couple of other things we can touch on. Um, speaking of the Habs, Carey Price is currently dealing with knee, hip, ankle and back issues. Um, I don't know how he even walked out to... <laughs> the lineup uh introductions tonight um and from what it sounds like it sounds like he's speaking to the media later this week um and and it's not i really are place to assume but when you hear all that he hasn't played in a year he's not expected to play this year um i think we might be seeing the end of of carrie price the nhl which is really sad yeah it you know it is sad, and it's it's sad when any player retires, but when it's because of injury or at least, you know, the injury pushes it, um, that just makes it even worse, right? Because no one wants that for any player. Um, and, yeah, so I think Price is probably just going to stay on the, the IR for until his contract runs out. 
And uh, there's no way he's turning down that 10. It's what, 10 mil? So. 10, 10 and a half or something. It's absurd. <laughs> yeah. So, so he. It sucks that he can't also just announce his retirement. He's going to kind of have to ride it out. And we, as we all know, that it's probably at that point now. But yeah, hopefully he's recovering so that he's not in shambles when he's done playing. Thinking, like looking back at it now, that it makes it so much like makes it so much harder looking back at that Stanley Cup run they had because it seems like Price and Weber put everything they had left to win that year. Because I don't think either of played Price, and they didn't win. And then Price played like a few games at the end last year, but like him and Weber haven't played since that yeah. run. And um, I know, I know, we talk about Lundqvist is probably like the greatest goalie to to never win a cup, but I think Price is right there with him, man. Hey, don't forget about my boy Luongo. La La Five Hole, you mean? Like, <laughs> Everybody um, calls him Lalongo, but that's well, just because he's dyslexic and can't pronounce it properly. I think my dad called him Lalongo growing up. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Um, There's only one L. <laughs> uh, Price is just. I think the heartbreaking thing about Price, he was so good for many years, and management there never built a team to score for him. Ever. Yeah, it's. I feel like they like. They kept pushing it back. They're like, we'll get it in the next few years, right? Like, we'll handle it this time. And they just never capitalized on it. And I I don't want to say wasted his career because he had so many great moments and, like, showed that he is one of the best goalies ever. So it it would be nice to just add a cup onto that. Like, thinking of the centers that he's had, like, top-line centers that they've had for him, like, I think Thomas Placanics, who was on the back half of his career, Alex Galchenyuk, who I think is not even on a team right now. Uh, you're right, isn't? Yeah, jeez. Placanic, or Placanic, Galchenyuk, uh, Drew N, who's had some real mental struggles from the sounds of it. He hasn't been able to get into the lineup consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, Deneau was a great defensive guy, but that was never Montreal's problem with price in the net. Like they just could never find that star that they could get to score for him. So yeah, um, really, really unfortunate uh, for price, um, you know, all the best. And hopefully uh, there's some crazy change that he just miraculously, miraculously um, becomes better again. Um Calloc Pozo is the new captain of the Buffalo Sabres, which I was really happy to see. Um, seems yeah. like a great, great guy, just in general. I've never heard anything bad about him. I was like, I hadn't even thought about who their captain would be. I thought maybe Darlene if I had thought about it. And I, I guess the uh, Pozo is probably the better pick there, though. Solid veteran guy to lead a uh, promising young team. Speaking of extensions, uh, Daryl Sutter extended in uh, in Calgary along with Mackenzie, along with Mackenzie Weger. Uh, eight year deal for Weger. I think it was like it came out to like six million per year. That's a great deal. Yeah, that's an uh, amazing deal for for them to sign. Good job on tree living and uh, farmer Daryl is going to be spending his. Uh, his farming off season coaching hockey. Farmer Daryl. Farmer Daryl. Um, do you think he gets them doing like hay bale drills or something in the summer? <laughs> I mean, it depends how they finish the season, but maybe. Just we go in the second round again, then for sure. 
yeah i would be scared to uh yeah the sutter family farm is going to be producing big time if the flames don't play well <laughs> the sutter family farm um the arizona coyotes so my goal uh, i made a prediction last episode alex chase on would score 60 goals it does not look like that's going to happen <laughs> he got cut from his pto dude it was a good uh you know it was a nice bet you got to sign him. Like, There's no way. I don't think. Like, who? Who? Bro, wasn't Chicago? he? Like, he had like 20 goals two years ago with the Oilers. Like, what, what happened? I say Chicago signs him. I'd be so down to watch Alex Chase on for a whole <laughs> 50 games. He would unironically be your most entertaining player. I'm not going to. Like, <laughs> shut the foot, shut up. Um, I love how that took you a second to register. What I said, <laughs> um, I no, no, like, disrespect. Chase owns a 10 times, 10,000 times the player that I'd be, but like, do you yeah. not maybe sit there and think you got cut from the coyotes? Yeah, it's like maybe, maybe this is it for me. <laughs> like, where, where do you go from there? <laughs> like, really. Um, what what team know. sits there and is like, yeah, I think we'll pick up Arizona scraps, yeah, and put no, them I in think our that's lineup. Definitely, yeah, that's a KHL um, decision for him to make now. Well, he'll score eighty in the KHL. Exactly, now. he'll be disgusted. <laughs> um, some some tougher news to to get to. Uh, so Ian Cole, there was a, a claim on Twitter, um, uh, about uh, sexual. Uh, abuse claim against him from years ago i think uh it was over yeah. a decade and a half ago or something um again uh under investigation right now which i really like um again innocent till proven guilty um but as well you gotta listen to the victims as well so glad the nhl is on top of it investigating it the lightning uh suspended him and uh nothing more really to update on that but the entire Hockey Canada Board of Directors have finally stepped down along with CEO Scott Smith, which is probably four months overdue. You know, like the uh, Thanos meme when it's like, what did it what did it take or cost? And it's like everything. That's what it cost for them to step down. Literally everything. Every everyone is gone. Um, and it leading up to the <laughs> not right, score? scored. Let's go, Petey. Let's go. Was it Kuz, was Kuzmenko on the ice? I could really. Uh, he might have just changed. Oh no, I think he's on. Hold on. Anyways, continue. Um, sorry, we don't. I don't mean to make light of this the situation we're talking about. Um, yeah, literally. Thank God that that's being taken care of. Um, and those like the board of directors and the CEO and we're all trying to like defend it and be like, no, we're the ones to change this. But it's, no. Yeah. Um, it's like you don't you it, you lost that opportunity about a decade ago and that wasn't handled right so yeah um so good to see, hopefully uh hockey canada takes its time first of all getting new people in there people yeah, that actually want I think to that's change the it. biggest part yeah people that aren't related to the already existing chair members that just stepped down because that's what they tend to do and then nothing's fixed there needs to be mm -hmm. a whole rework and then we the yeah we get system. the same problems yeah What's that? Sorry, I was. You cut out on me. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. I was just agreeing yeah. with you. Wow, that took a lot of brain cells <laughs> out. That that little segment. Um, yeah, good. Good to see. And uh, 
you know, uh, it needed to be done. Also, uh, Andrea Skinner, the interim board chair, um, made the most cowardly resignation ever in the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, decided to release it in game two of their ALCS uh, series on a Saturday afternoon, like as yeah. if no one was going to see it. So, yeah. Um, Let's... So, yeah, uh, we'll leave it at that again. Uh, if you want to read more, there's so many great reporters on it. Rick Westhead, the the main one and uh, Canucks are up one. Nothing. Riley is what uh, I, I'm nothing. JT Miller just scored again. Who nothing. Yeah, you were just uh, complaining about three shots. Defense. We got three shots on that. Well, we haven't had to use it yet. They, we haven't shot anything. So Jack Campbell taking that Leafs, uh, that Leafs goaltending with him. Um, <laughs> Still just, found a way to take a shot to the Leafs there. You have to like <laughs> you lost to Montreal tonight. You lost to the worst oh, yeah. place team. Oh, yeah. Um. All right, let's get in. I got to defend my fantasy hockey team here. Okay, so do it. I need to hear the, it. From the from what I heard, uh, specifically from Commissioner Tate Goodwin, my team is dog dog nuts, basically. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna justify my reasoning for my picks here. Okay, so my first pick, I was picking ninth in a what is it, fourteen man? Fourteen, yeah. Which ter- first of all, not a great place to pick. Nine, I, I like. Is- that range around there is so bad. Like I, I'd rather have like towards the end, right, where you get the two mm-hmm. picks pretty close to each other. Yeah. Um. So my first pick, I was like, you know what? I didn't have a star defenseman last year. I was like, I'm just gonna get it out of the way. I'm gonna get Adam Fox. He's gonna put up a lot of points. I'll get my defenseman out of the way early because there's gonna be so many forwards. Yeah. Um. Here on out, I was like, okay. Tate did not appreciate that pick. Um, I think <laughs> okay, next. I don't I, think the Adam Fox was a bad pick at all. But um, I believe next was uh, Sidney Crosby in the second round. Um, my thing is, is that this guy is literally diving to block passes in preseason. He also, from the sounds of it, is more motivated than ever. And I think when the Malkin and Latang almost left and they came back, I think maybe it resonated with Crosby like okay this is really the last chance we got and I think he's gonna go ape shit yeah this like year. our our team is giving me another shot to do this right like management's working so that these guys can try one more time I I don't think that Crosby in the second round of a 14-man league is bad either like I so I think those are two it's later down the line I get a little confused with your picks but to start you were fine um I think Crosby's if he stays healthy, Crosby's putting up a hundred this year. Yeah, you could that could be a steal. That could be an absolute steal. Um who did I have next? Uh I gotta find my order here. Uh I don't I don't remember where you go to look at that. Oh, right here. Go to leagues and then So third uh was was Jake Ottinger. Now I was really eyeing up uh, Saros. I think uh Noah's mom took him like a few picks before, so I was pretty pissed off. But the last two years, I've let my goalies come right to the end, too, and it screwed me over. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to get this 1,000-foot man, Jake Ottinger, to play net. Um, Jack Eichel, I think it's revenge season, fourth-round pick. I thought that was pretty good. No, I that that was a steal, too. I wanted Eichel, but I already had my my centers picked, and I could not believe no one else was taking him. Um, 
Philip Forsberg in the fifth round. I've always liked Forsberg. I've just always thought he's been capable of what he did last year. He's just always been injured usually. So I was like, yeah, whatever. He can do it again. Yeah, I think um, that's also a good pick as well. Uh, okay, so I, I don't see where the real problem is coming here, okay? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, Jordan Cairo. Um, he had a good year on St. Louis last year. He's kind of just a pain in the ass to play against. So I, yeah. I figured, you know what? Maybe he gets a little more physical this year, adds some more hits along with his point totals because we have hits in the league finally this year. Yeah. Um, Thomas Shabbat at seven. I said last episode that I think he's going to be in the Norris voting. So um, I think I'm hoping he racks up the secondary assists on that power play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So this is where it starts to get a little hazy <laughs> for you. Um, <laughs> at number eight, I took Lucas Raymond. Um, and don't get me wrong. I I like Lucas Raymond a lot. It's just, you know, you do know who he plays for, right? And I, I, it's not, it's here. It's not even that you took Lucas Raymond. It's you took him pretty early, man. Okay. My re <laughs> okay. <laughs> hear me out. And you're so, you know what? I'll just get it out of the way right now. So ninth, I took Larkin right after his center. And then 12th, I took, uh, Novak's God himself, Tyler Bertuzzi. <laughs> I took the whole first line of, <laughs> The just awful Red Wings, but hear me out. They've added hearing you. They've heard and they've added Andrew Kopp, David Perron, Ben Sherratt, as well as Ville Husso in the net. Yeah, you should I don't taken I Ville Husso, Husso and Perron, and then maybe I would have agreed with you a little bit. What do you have against Raymond Larkin and Novak's God himself? I personally don't. I like Larkin, not as a fantasy player. Once again, for the fact that he plays for Detroit and same with Bertuzzi like Bertuzzi's uh, like he's very off and on um he's just I just don't think he's consistent enough for fantasy he's just built you know? different because I guess he gets vaccinated hits, so he's he gonna tear hits, up though, the yeah. league this year he gets hits he can also play in Canada again this year uh, that was one thing I think that hindered <laughs> him last year was that he wasn't allowed to come over the border dude he got a long vacation that's sweet you know he was loving that <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I don't have to go to minus 40 Calgary to yeah. play. Oh, I don't have to go to Montreal. Oh, no. God. What a shame. Um, Larkin, because Larkin came right at the end of the Red Wings um, tenure, like right when they were yeah. that long playoff streak was, was ending. He was um, literally groomed to be the captain, right? Yeah, he was he was supposed to lead the Red Wings to the next, you know, Destiny, essentially. Yeah. So, I mean, like, 18-19, in 76 games, he had 73 points with 32 goals. Now, after that, the Red Wings really just not good. He had 53-71, and yeah. 73-44 uh, in that shortened season. That was a bad year for him. But last year, yeah. 31 goals and 69 points in 71 games. I think with some defense this year and him and Raymond developing more chemistry, I think those two are going to tear it up. So that that is why I took a whole Detroit Red Wings line. I think it's okay. finally time. I think you did good at justifying your take there. It's just if it pays off, then you can tell everyone to shove it. And if not, you're, we'll just pretend it didn't happen. Or I'll finish last. This will be a, this will be a write off fantasy year for Tanner. Oh, man. You know, it, it's uh, 
uh, other things I've got on my my team, and I don't know if you want to run through your team after this as well, but John Klinberg, uh, I think the top guy in Anaheim there. Uh, Charlie McAvoy, I want him for when he comes back in a few months. Max Pacioretty is going to be my IR stash. Alex Tuck, Antoine Forsberg while he's the starter, while Talbot's out, and then uh, Andre Kuzmenko with my last pick. So it's a lot of chances. I get that, but... Really, in fantasy hockey, that's basically what it is, in a sense, is taking yeah, your betting, 100%. your gambling. Um, yeah, I'll run through my team. I'll, I'll get your thoughts on it. Um, I had the second overall pick, which is the highest I've ever picked, and I was very excited. Because it's so easy, right? You just like you just take who you want. So I got Dreisaitl. Um, I don't think that was a controversial what an pick. Some people pick. said, yeah, some people like, were like, go with Matthews. And yeah, I could go with Matthews. He's but currently I, I a minus two tonight. I hope you know that. I do. I do know that. I'm Terrible. watching the game. He's a bust. <laughs> he could be minus 10 for all I care if the Canucks are winning. Um, then we got a uh, second round. We got a uh, Jake Gensel, which was the 27th pick. I think that's a pretty good spot to get Gensel at. I really wanted him. Every year I want him, and I never take him, and I regret it every time. Fair. Um, and then I, I wanted to grab a goalie nice and early because I knew they'd be gone quick, and I had some goaltending issues last year in uh, fantasy, so I went with Sorokin. I was really split between Sorokin and um, Soros. Soros. Mm-hmm. I just lost my mind for a second there, but I'm happy <laughs> with Stroke, and I think I made the right choice on that one, and I think it's going to pay off for sure. I like um, that pick. And then, thank you. And then right in, around the fourth round, I don't know what happened, but there was a defenseman purge in our draft. Everyone took all the defensemen. <laughs> so I just grabbed who I could, which was Drew Doughty, and... If he stays healthy, I'm happy with that pick. Maybe I took him a little high, but I'm sure someone would have taken him by the time it was my next pick. So I'm okay with it. Um, took Landeskog in the fifth round, who's injured mm-hmm. to start the season, but like I got him in the fifth round, so whatever. Um, then we had Zach Hyman. So I have Drysaddle and Hyman, who are both That'll be doing good this year with, right uh, with, with hits and stuff too now. Hyman will be a good one. I, oh, and then... Um, Went with Tory Krug. I think that's a fine. He's a pretty safe pick. Um, you know, in St. Louis. Uh, I remember last year when we were talking about Krug. Uh, you had mentioned that you never take Boston defensemen or p- defensemen that played in Boston. So I find it a little bit interesting that you decided to take him this year. Once again, that defenseman sweepstakes that we had just put me into full panic mode. Um, yeah, because I took Krug a few years ago, and he was awful for me. And um, you know what? It's his turn to to shine this year. I think St. Louis is going to have a good year, so I, I'm yeah. happy with it. Um, and then obviously went with Duchesne. No surprise there. And then in the ninth round, John Gibson, which I thought was a bit of a steal. Yeah. Um, if he can return to form, that's a great pick in the ninth. Yeah, exactly. Um he was injured, but they they decided to play him. So he's playing right now against Seattle. He's letting one goal. That's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. His 12 saves. And then we went Jared Spurgeon. He was really the only D-man left on the board at that range. Um, got some Canucks players. And then I got Adam Pellick in the 13th round, which I thought was also a bit of a steal because um, they could have a great year as well. 
I think now with Lambert as the coach, maybe we could see a more offensive side to some. Because like you look at like Devon Tays, I he was my like late pick the last two years, and he turned out to be one of the best fantasy defensemen. Like look at what he did when he went and played in an offensive system. So that that could be there with some of those Islanders defensemen for sure. Yeah. Um. And then besides that, most of the other picks are pretty boring. Um. But I I like uh Chandler Stevenson. I think he could have a sneaky good year this year. He already has, he got two assists last night. Um, and I think for getting him so late that I'm happy with that. But yeah, I'm I'm happy with my fantasy team this year. There was a team. Oh, I can't remember whose team it was, but I looked at it and I was like, that is the best team um, that I, it, I saw. Like mom, mom. Okay. I was just looking at her team. Nuts. She's got. McCarr, Theodore, Truba, Jones on her back. And I don't know how she just does it. She, she took just... all the defensemen. She took all of them. That's what happened. And then everyone freaked out. She has Petey, Kuznetsov, Aho, uh, like Kopitar. Marchman's probably going to just tear it up. And then Soros I... in the net. Like, I don't get how we just let her like do this picks. every year. It's like the picks just fall to her, man. Every time, like, it, it'll be someone I'm watching and then she takes them. I'm like, okay, sweet. I know she stole uh, she stole Saros right right out for me. It was like two picks before I was very, very upset. Yeah, I, um, I know about everyone wanted Saros after I took uh, Sorokin. Everyone was looking at Saros and gone immediately, which kind of had to expect that. Uh, the trade that Noah proposed to me. So I've had Marner on my team the last five years that I've done fantasy, like every single year since I've started doing it. He's been on my team. Um Noah took him. I was very upset to see him go. It kind of killed me a little bit to see him on a different team. Yeah. Uh, Noah is willing to trade Marner to me for Philip Forsberg and Jack Eichel. Ooh. That's interesting. It eh? is interesting, and I've thought about it all fucking night. (laughs) You know... if I was in your situation, I probably wouldn't. It's hard. I wouldn't want to take that trade right now, but there's no. he's not going to offer it to you later in the season, right? That's the so, thing, right? It's like if I go back it's and a risk offer for both. him. Yeah, like if I go back and offer it, um, you know, two months later and be like, oh, my guys aren't doing good here. Take them yeah. now. It's like, well. So it's something It's something to think about. I've. It's very tempting as I've got his jersey. There you are. My camera's following me. I don't know what it's doing, but I can see it. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, I I was shocked at some of Noah's picks. First of all, Noah got Patrick Kane like in the seventh or eighth round. Great, great yeah. steal for him. But um, uh, Noah was also drafting two teams. He was um drafting for Ethan because Ethan is in uh. The land of the British right now. So it was like 3 a.m. where he was at. He was awake, by the way. He FaceTimed us during the draft, absolutely hammered. Just didn't um, want to draft. Yeah, and I think uh, Noah probably made a better team for Ethan than he did for himself, but we'll see how that. Yeah, I was going to say Ethan's team's pretty good. I That was one of the teams I looked at, and I was like, this was pretty drafted pretty well. Um, yeah, just totally. a. I think it's going to be a pre- when I was looking through the teams, though, I was like, I think it's going to be a pretty even year. Like, I don't look at 
like last year you looked at mom's team and you were like, well, she's going to dominate and Noah's and your team was very good as well. I think it's pretty evenly spread this year. I think everyone did a good job drafting where they were. Yeah. I think there was a lot more experience um, in this league. We have a few, or do we only have one new player? Um, I think just Raja from uh, the into the flames podcast is our new, new player this year. And he told us he was a little uh, scared to draft, actually. He uh, took a lot of flames. Uh, yeah, well, what did you followed, expect from a Flames podcast host? Followed suit. I can respect it. Uh, you know, when I was watching the, the draft, I was like, he's taking Huberdeau for sure in the first round. And there he went. Gone, um, yep. Uh, Mangiapane, he took as well. I think that could be a really dark horse pick. He took Connor early, too. I was really upset about that. I wanted yeah. him. Um, he left Suzuki on his bench tonight, though, who had two assists. So that's a bit of a, a rough start. But yeah, maybe um, someone should tell him how the app works. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Into the Flames, uh, we, we've had them on for a feature episode before and just wanted to give them a shout out. They're tailing it right now. Oh, yeah, um, they're having so much fun. Man, that, well, yeah, just like with what's been going on with the Flames. And I know Noah had sent me a, a video uh, a few weeks ago, they were like top 10 in Canadian podcasts or something at one point. Like it was yeah. crazy. So kudos to yeah, them. They, they do a, a great job. Audrey on the podcast a few weeks ago yeah. as well, which is sweet. He made a little, I don't, he wasn't there for super long, but he came and chatted to them. That, that was sick. Yeah, they're, they're killing it right now. So go give them a listen too. Um, if you want to hear about all things flames. Yeah, and they make it interesting. You don't have to be, you know, they're biased, obviously, but like, mm -hmm. aren't we all? Yeah, it's not going to change the fact that they're going out in the to Edmonton again this year. But oh yeah, is that right? Okay, I've said this before. <laughs> I don't think I've said this on the podcast, but the Flames. I, I'm going to get a lot of heat from this if no one them listen. But the Flames are the Leafs of the West. They are. I don't know if we can go to that extent. They are. They've won what? They've gone to the second round, what, two, three times since 2004? Which, that's, sure, that's is two more... to three times more than. <laughs> that's a good point. But if that's what you're going to hang your hat on. Sorry. Like... No, it's, it's, it's not that I'm hanging my hat on that. I'm just saying, like, Toronto is Toronto. No one is the Toronto of anything else, right? Like, they have their own stature i'd like to at least make our own like oh at least make about make fun of us because we're the flames you know yeah and i get that like in terms of who's more fun to pick on no one will ever match the leafs but in terms of like expectations and results i feel like the flames are right there with the leafs like every year we hear a lot of great things about them they just can't get over the hump of whatever's in their head yeah like, fair maybe enough. it happens this year it, yeah that, that's completely fair um, so yeah, I thought I'd just throw that in in case Noah's listening so that I can hear about it. Um, I'll, I'll clip it. <laughs> please do. Um, yeah, that, that's about all I, all I had to, to talk about Riley. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to, to throw in. No, not really. I'm just watching this Canucks game right now and, uh, we're starting to look like the Canucks again. The Oilers have been in our zone for the past, uh, seven minutes. So, Wow. No, I'm just kidding. It hasn't been that. Oh. I actually might be that long. I'm not 100 percent <laughs> sure. Um, oh my God, Kate. Okay, sorry. Last thing, I promise you. The 
it's baseball related. The Toronto, it's just a Toronto thing, I think. Um, <laughs> for those that don't know, because I feel like American baseball fans don't care at all for the Blue Jays. Um, so if there are any anyone from America listening, or just anyone, the Toronto Blue Jays were up <laughs> 8-1 in their elimination game. They were down one nothing in a best of three series. Um, they lost. They were up 8-1, and they blew it. They lost 10-9. Oh man, I'm not um, an MLB fan. I like to watch the playoffs when the Blue Jays are in them, but I, I didn't even get to do that this year. I came home where it was Thanksgiving dinner that the night my family was having it. I walk into the house when it's eight one. I help my dad with some stuff. Come back, it's eight five. He's like, "You need to leave right now." My mom's from Ontario, so like she obviously was in agreeing. Like she was like, "Get out." get out of the house um <laughs> then we looked back and it was um it was tied 8-8 and we all know what happened after that which was pretty hilarious i don't uh i can laugh at it like i don't know if you can like because i don't really care that much but that's also sad for toronto oh, fans man man they just can't catch a break in anything <laughs> um thank god for the raptors like holy smokes that city would have had nothing without them I think the thing is, though, like, no, there's a lot of Raptors fans that just aren't Jays and Leafs fans, right? Yeah. They don't watch those sports. So for them, they don't even know what the struggle is about. So a lot of those fans still haven't seen the payoff. I, I got like a couple like I played softball, nothing like crazy competitive, but like just like off my own analysis, like you saw the play, right, where they collided at in the outfield. Yeah, right? And I forget the other guy, but. Uh, George, uh, George Springer, um, two yeah, yeah. very good players. Very. I don't, I don't get like, I get maybe Bichette was probably coming to cover. Like he obviously wanted the ball just like logically thinking it is easier to run forwards than backwards. Just let the outfield, even if it bounces, it's maybe one run instead of three on yeah. one play. Just Here's let him get thing. the ball. As someone like I played baseball until I was about 13 or 14. Um, so obviously I don't have a lot to speak from here either. But one of the first things we were taught in the outfield is to call for the puck or the puck. Sorry, I was watching hockey at the same time. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that's why I was really bad at baseball. I was a terrible <laughs> coach. <laughs> Riley was the kid picking the dandelions. Yeah, in the outfield. literally. Like... <laughs> Um, God, anyway, man. sorry. One of the first things we were supposed to call for the ball, right? Like you say when you're going to get it. Yeah. These guys are getting paid millions of dollars a year. Do they not have like, I don't know what that was. That was just a rookie move to make in that time of game. And it was, it was it, that's annoying to watch, especially because they both got injured off of it. Yeah, I think Bichette kept playing. Springer had like a concussion. Yeah, Springer got uh, taken off by the medical card. Um. I remember this was probably when I was 12, a kid I know, same incident happened. Him and a girl were both going for a pop fly. No one called it. This girl knocked him clean out because they collided so hard. Like he was out on the ground cold. And like, that's just something you got. That could have easily happened to those two, especially because of the head contact. Um, were they, I, I can't remember. Were they both calling for it or were neither of them? They were I don't just know. running. I, they, I didn't. You couldn't really tell. I'm sure they yelled for it because that's what you do, especially Bichette, who was coming all the way in. But 
there was almost it was almost three people that it happened to because everyone collapsed and it seemed like only the the left fielder was the one that backed off and the other two just were going full tilt. There's a lot of things wrong with baseball. Um, like even just like cheating. Really? I know everyone thinks of like the Astros as like the main cheaters. Cheating has been part of the MLB's identity for ever since its inception. Like it's, it's been around that forever. That makes it fun. <laughs> you like I get the Astro all that uh, like the games take way too long 162 games is also way too much but I think the biggest problem with baseball has got to be analytics I think it was the fifth inning when this pitcher uh, I think he uh, it was Kevin Gosman he, he gave up three singles he's the Jays pitcher zero outs if you're ever going to pull him I'd be like that's the time, right? After yeah. Just giving up three singles. <laughs> they leave him in there. He battles back and gets two outs in a row with bases loaded. And then they're like, okay, now it's time for you to come out. Instead of yeah. just finishing the mess, instead of cleaning up the mess that you made, we're going to take it you became, out after you did all this. Yeah, it became a coaching issue about at the turning point of that game, and they never recovered. I, I just don't understand. Like, that's analytics purely taking over a game and ruining a game for a team. Really? I, I yeah. think because the thing, right, it's always the big debate with analytics. It can't account for stuff like momentum or ice tilt or whatever you want to call it. Right. It's just, yeah. Oh man, that infuriates me more than anything in baseball is that crap. But yeah, Toronto, your city is uh, just terrible at sports. I, I really don't <laughs> think you guys should it's have not teams a there, there anymore, you know? but we got to keep letting them know. Cause they, as soon as something happens, they forget. They pretend like everything's okay. So you just got to keep, you know, nailing it in, letting them know what's up. If the Leafs would have won 3 nothing tonight and Matt Murray got a shutout, they would have been talking he's the Vesna winner already and they're going to the final. <laughs> it's how they work. They this is our so year. Excited. This is our year. Yeah. And then they lose to a Zamboni driver and then the world's <laughs> collapsing. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, Toronto. Although, did you see Matthews? He threw out the first pitch or whatever like a month ago, and they were like, he just threw the curse to their yeah, team now. I, I saw that. That's hopefully, you know, but never know. Um, yeah, that's that's all I had. I just wanted to bring up the Jays being absolute bots on the on the ball diamond. Good. We needed everyone needed to hear that. So I think so. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I've got, uh, Riley. Uh, Glad uh, episode two, season three, um, we're, we're kicking it. We had our most liked uh, Instagram post, uh, finally. Nice. After after a long time, after the rebrand, uh, it was me doing a uh, Stone Cold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that got posted everywhere. <laughs> that was great. And it was, there were like people from like just random people in Calgary liking it. I was like, yeah. oh, cool. I'll take Sweet. that. Um, no one followed the account though, which was really disappointing. I thought maybe that'd be, I'll do that every night if I have to. I yeah. You should no be like one of those, that. um, you should be one of those bots that just comments instantly on all the sports net pages and stuff and just bombards it. Those are absurd. I hate those. <laughs> it's actually crazy how 30 seconds after a post, there's 500 comments and none of them are real people. No. How has that not been fixed? I, I don't know. And why do they do it? Like it, it can't be working, but it no. has to be, right? Because they keep doing it. Do you ever look at those comments and think, oh, maybe this guy actually does have $50,000 he can get me in 10 days or something? <laughs> like, No, 
No, I, I don't. I, I, I like to click on their profiles sometimes, though, to see, but that's probably why they're still in business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just you. Um, yeah. Or, like, the power. I'll get the follow request from, like, the mega Powerball winners every yeah. two days. But as if I'm there's... trying to share my wealth. Yeah, as if there's a winner every single day, just a new one. Uh, I've had it where it's like the same three, like it's the same person just from three different accounts. And I was like, oh, I'm really lucky today. Oh, my God. Uh, let's just let's stop with Instagram. Let's stop with social media as a whole. And let's uh, let's close this episode off. Good idea. Um before yeah things are i gotta go to bed i gotta go back to work tomorrow and it's really depressing so um yeah thank you all for listening uh episode two a good one the nhl season is uh getting underway it's exciting we've got a lot of games coming up and uh go hawks go am i right uh no i'm you're not right i decide when this ends so you can't do what i did last episode i can just cut this all out i'm kidding go hawks go go i'll just chant it until you all have right, to get goodbye. off Goodbye, Let's everyone. Go. <laughs>